good Thursday evening, and welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkies, DC Sports Rundown, Thursday night throwdown edition. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG, sitting in with the boss, BJ. What's up, people? Now, this is uh, a, a big week, football-wise, for the DC area. Uh, it's Dallas week. We only get this twice a year, and this is, no matter what the records of both teams are, it's still one of the greatest rivalries in sports history. But before we get into that, uh, some other D.C. news, and I need to hear B.J.'s thoughts on his full thoughts, not 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 a, just a little bit. I need to hear his full thoughts. Bradley Beal has been mentioned in a bunch of trade rumors this week. I've heard the net. I've heard the Lakers. I've heard the Warriors. B, you buying and selling, trading Bradley Beal? Uh, you know, I'm buying big time. Um, it's something I've been harping on on our show, and you know, just talking sports general. I, you know, for me, from what I've seen from Bradley Beal, I think he's a really good player. I don't think, I don't think he could ever be a number one. So, and this, you know, like I said before, that's just my opinion. You know, don't get your panties up in a bunch. It's just what I see, how I feel. Um, I think he would be a perfect complement to a team like Brooklyn that has two superstars, um, KD and uh, Kyrie. Uh, I don't think Kyrie's a superstar, but KD's definitely a superstar. Um, somebody where, you know, that can take the load off of him. Um, I think he had his chance to show you know, if he could carry a team, I don't want to say he failed, but he definitely didn't pass, if that makes sense to you. Um, I was a little bit disappointed in his, and, and people want to say, man, are you crazy? He had a all-star year. He got snuffed for this, that, and the other. Yeah, but Mamba mentality, he could, do, he could have did a lot better. Just look at the roster of the Wizards. This boy should have been averaging 35-36 easily. So, um, did he will the team to winning? No. You know what I'm saying? It's just a simple thing. We've seen players, one-man one games, go to a team and will teams to win. Just look at Jimmy Butler. Just look at what he did. Look at LeBron James. You know, take the years he took the Cleveland teams, and you, can, you can't even name the roster. Took them to the finals. Yeah, they lost, but... He single-handedly carried them. And that's what you look for when you're looking for a player that, you know, this is Bradley Bill's franchise. And, and I wrote an article on that. You know, I believe if they keep him, this is his franchise. John is, I don't want to say John is on his way out the door, but John is older. You know, this was John's franchise. It's Bradley's now. And I do want to see if they keep them together, how that transition is going to go. They, you know, they're good friends now, this, that, and the other, until you put some heat to that ass. Then we find out who's really friends and who's not. Um, I think he's a really good uh, player. Um, I think he has a tad bit of a big head right now because of just, you know, everybody hyping him up. I think he can do a lot better. I really do. I think he, you know, just kind of listening to the league and, you know, Everybody's hype up about him. 
I don't I don't want to say he because I don't want to say he's doing better. You know, I don't want to say that. I, I know I know better than that. But I don't know. For for to build a franchise around, I just I can't buy it. So but and it's not just Brad, it's John too. And not because some John it's not because of John's max contract. I love John. I just think the window for this team winning a championship, being competitive is over. So right now, the Warriors, I believe, have the number two or number three pick. Um, you're getting some call. And Bradley's saying all the right things. Bradley's saying, hey, I want to stay in Washington, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's saying what he's supposed to say. You know, just like I was telling KG when Ron Rivera was saying the right things about Haskins. You know, he's a professional. He's saying the right things. It sounds good. But I would like to see him go. And then I would like to see them move John. Somebody will take John. Trust me. Super max deal. Super, super max deal. The, the Clippers need a point guard. Okay? Um, and he's a, he's a, he, he can be a distributor. You know what I'm saying? Just think of how many teams could use John Wall to push them over the edge. Just imagine writing, Just imagine if Miami had John Wall versus the Lakers. Would the outcome change? They probably, probably not. But I think John Wall would have been good, you know, maybe to take it to seven games. So just think of the, the possibilities. And, you know, I've heard Bradley Bill's name mentioned with Miami. Just imagine if Bill go down there. It's, he doesn't have to be a number one. I don't think he's going to be a good number one. He has to go to a situation where there's a number one, possibly a number two already in place. And he can feed off of them. So... That's, that's all I got on Brad, man. You know, I, I don't wish no ill will on him or nothing. I just never been, he's never completely sold me on the fact that he could be a franchise guy, that you could build the franchise around him. He just does, when, I, when I'm looking at my gut, getting that gut feeling, it, I just don't have that with him. Um, John, I did have that with John for a while. Um, and, and, you know, everybody, you know, you have to specifically build a team around certain people. Like John plays a certain way. Um, you know, I said for a long time, you know, they should have got this person to put around them. They should have got that person. Uh, when Michael Beasley was getting traded around, I thought that would be somebody perfect. They, they had a video with Michael Beasley and John Wall playing a pickup game going back and forth. Um, uh, Jeff Green, they got Jeff Green five, six years too late. I thought they should have been had Grant, Jeff Green, you know. So it's, it's something, you know, it depends on, you know, who who the franchise player is, how you build around them. It's like Harden, just like LeBron. You have to put certain people around them for them to be, you know, successful or to help them win. You know, it just is what it is. Um, you know, the way John moves, you know, an athletic big man. They didn't, do, you know, develop JaVel McGee, right? And guess what? He goes to... The Warriors win a championship. He goes to the Lakers win a championship. Why? Because they're using him the right way, you know. Um, so it's going to be an interesting couple of months to see how this develops. Uh, KG, when is the uh, when is the draft? Do you do you know offhand? The NBA draft. Let me find out for you right now. The NBA draft twenty twenty is. Wednesday, November 18th. 
Oh, wow. Okay. And it's going to be at ESPN headquarters in Connecticut. You said November 18th? Yeah. Okay, so that is basically a month, a little less than a month away. So I I, I like Tommy Shepard, the, the GM for the Wizards. Um, he has a uh, <laughs> A, a lot of Ernie Grunfeld to undo. So just like just like the the Washington football team, you know, with Ron Rivera and people upset with Ron Rivera. We'll talk about that in a minute. You just don't come in with a mess and and it fix it the first year. You try to you're trying to untangle. You ever opened the closet and you got 10, 12 extension cords that you got to untangle. That's what the Washington football team and the Wizards are right now. You got to untangle these essential cords. You untangle them one at a time and, you know, it leads to another one and another one and another one. So, um, what you think, KG? What, what, you, uh, what you think about Bradley Bill, man? Well, my thoughts about Bradley Bill is, uh, they're talking. Uh, Chicago was another team. They were talking about trading uh, him for Zach Levine, straight up. And Zach Levine's uh, he's an alpha. He he's a lead dog. You know, I, I felt that in Chicago he played a little selfish sometimes. But on the nights that he was on, that's when I wanted him to play selfish. I think he had forty, and uh, Boylan took him out, and I, I was like. This dude's got 40, and we're down by three. Let him keep going. He's shooting the lights out. But I think he'll be all, he would be all right here, but I don't want Bradley Bill. I already got Auto Porter, and that's not the Auto Porter that I bought. That's the Wish version of Auto Porter that I got. That's not the Amazon. So Yeah, that, that Auto Porter, like I said, um, that started the playoff series. I don't remember exactly what playoff series. But he had to be hurt right, and he has not been the same since. Um, he definitely hasn't reached the ceiling that I think we have for him. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. So, with that being well, yeah, said. I, I, I want Georgetown auto quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I think all of us do. It's just a matter of, I guess he got, he got to find that. He's the only person that can find that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, with that being said, you want to take a quick break before we talk Washington football team, Dallas Cowboy rivalry, pay some bills. Yep. Let's do that. All right. Hey, listen to the Sideline Junkies, DC Sports Rundown. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we got Dallas in Washington. Come back with us. Right back at it, DC Sports Rundown with the Sideline Duckies. Um, I'm the boss, BJ. I got the big guy, KG, just the man I need to talk to about this coming Sunday. The Dallas Cowboys coming to FedEx Field to take on a Washington football team. KG, did you hear that they said they might be keeping the football team name into 21 season? Did you hear that? Yeah. I heard that. I don't 
I don't I don't dislike it. I think it's unique. Um and I don't think I I don't think Dan Snyder is gonna pay the king's ransom for the name he wants, which I think is the red wolves. You know, everybody in, you know, copyrighted, you know, <laughs> grabbed the, the internet sites and, you know, all the domain names and you know, why not just keep it like it is? Washington football team got the old classic, you know, numbers on the um the uh helmet. You know, I I, I don't I don't I don't dislike it. It's not the favorite, but I don't dislike it. So great. Um but more pressing matters. We got um one of the better rivalries in the NFL. And, you know, people can make an argument, hey, you know, when one team is kicking one team's ass, it's not a rivalry. Um, but everybody that's a Cowboys fan, everybody that's a Red football team fan, Washington football team fan, gets hyped up for this week. This is Dallas week here. I've been going through it. You know, I, I grew up here. You know, I've been going through it, radio, listening to, you know, people talk trash and, you know, just go through the whole week, and then that Sunday come, and it's on and popping. So my, like I said, the only guy I want to talk to about this right now is K, the big guy KG. The only other guy I want to talk to is Mister Gary, but he's not with us tonight. So KG, I want to know, you know, first we'll, we'll get into the game in a little bit. I want to know for you, what's your fondest? Dallas, Washington, maybe. Give me your top three. Wow. Top three. I got to pick three. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, it's got, in no particular order, 2012 Thanksgiving. The greatest Thanksgiving that I've ever had sports-wise ever. It was the first time Washington beat Dallas on Thanksgiving. That has to be... Uh, the greatest thing since the egg white omelet, you know, to see RG3 come out and he, I sent you the video the other day and I was like, he killed from the pocket. He didn't run very much in that game. He killed from the pocket and they won that game 38, 31, but they were up like 24 to three at one point. And then they took their foot off the gates, but that's one. Um, Sean Taylor's return in uh, 06, uh, Troy Vincent blocked the field goal. Sean Taylor scoops it up, gets caught by the face mask, returns it other side of the 50. Time expires. They call the face mask, and they add on 15 yards. The Merlin Turk, Nick Novak, comes in, bangs through a field goal, gives us the victory. I mean, that's got games like that has to be the absolute greatest. Um, who? It's a couple of them that a lot of other people chose, but I'll take this one. The win to close out RFK. The first win at RFK was against the Cowboys. The last win of R at RFK was against the Cowboys, and it was handily. Uh, what was the score? I just had it written down. Uh, Thirty-seven to ten. Tom Carter, I think, had two interceptions. Notre Dame product. So, you know, I was happy about that double. It's so many that I could just name. And I had to get help. And it was like, you know, I was asking everybody, 
what's your favorite? So I and I, I was like, I don't have just one. I got so many from this rival. And 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 that's understandable. You know, I that's why I asked you, give me your top three. You know, I always make it difficult for you. You know, we could we could sit here and reel off all of them. Nah, give me the best, your best three. I remember the RG three game. I remember that. Um definitely remember the Sean Taylor game. And um, I've seen the, the clips and the highlights of them closing out RFK. So, um, and just recently, then uh, Alex Smith led team uh, beat them on a, a Dallas missed field goal. Yeah, and uh, you know what? I was looking back on my Facebook memories, and I remember that because I was standing in front of the TV, pacing back and forth, my hands on my head, and when the ball was snapped. And he kicked it. And it was like it was so audible. The, the stadium was so quiet. And you heard it when it boom. You heard it. And all I, I yelled out, he missed it. He missed it. I ran through the house. I scared everybody in the house. Now, mind you, this is the one o'clock game. I scared everybody in the house today. Because I was celebrating so hard that he missed. That was the last time that they beat Dallas. We've lost three straight games since then. Well, and that... Guess what that brings us into? That brings us into coming up this Sunday, Dallas coming to Washington. No Dak Prescott for the struggling Cowboys that look really bad against the Cardinals, coming with a very, very bad defense, facing a Washington team with a really good front seven, with Kyle Allen at quarterback. It looks like the offense moves definitely. You can tell the offense definitely moves a tad bit better. With Kyle Allen in, um, everybody's going to pin the loss on him from last week. I will too because he had a. I, I felt like he had a clear open running lane, and that two point conversion to go ahead. Riverboat Ron was gambling, and Kyle Allen disappointed. But he got a chance to make that up. Now, Dallas boasting one of the worst defenses in the league. Washington, one of the best front sevens. What do you expect from this game? Dallas right now is favored by three and a half at FedEx. What are you expecting from this, the football team coming this Sunday? I expect this game to be what sets this team on its legs because a lot has been coming out of Dallas about a lot of infighting or we're not prepared. And this is coming from players. A lot of players are going at uh, Mike Nolan. Now, Mike Nolan was a defensive coordinator from 97 and 99 here in Washington. I know that Mike Nolan is a trash-ass D coordinator. He's a great head coach, but he's he's the opposite. You know how you got a, 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 a good coordinator but a trash head coach? No, no, he's a trash-ass D coordinator and a damn good coach. He's a damn good head coach, but his, I don't know what it is about his scheme, but it, it's always been trained. It's, it's, I guess it's been, but don't break, but it always breaks. So but, but that's what, how I feel about what's it. Something, what's something I always say? You could be a really great coordinator and a really bad coach. You could be a really bad, really good coach and a really bad coordinator. And let me, before we go back into the game, let me explain why. When you're a coordinator 
and you're especially you're calling the cadence you're you know responsible for switching the packages and stuff some people are not good at that they know what they want to do they know how it's supposed to work but when they got to run it run the personnel run this that and the other it, it fails when you're a head coach and you delegate that you get you a good defensive coordinator y'all on the same page i know what y'all want to do but you're delegating that to him now you're you're in charge of the whole scheme. You're in charge of keeping the morale and making the big decisions. You're you're in the huddle for everything, offensive and defensively as a head coach. But if you have the right offense and the defensive quarter, like Andy Reid, he's a head coach, but he's calling the plays. Right? You got a head coach like uh, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Sean Payton. They're calling the offense. Offensive coordinator is more of an assistant head coach for them. But then you have, uh, man, Sean McDermott. He's not calling all. He's not an offensive coach. He's not an offensive head coach. He's more of a uh, overall leader. Like He's probably in more in Leslie Frazier's ear helping him out, but he, I'm pretty sure he trusts Leslie Frazier to call the defense. And him just overseeing everything. You overseeing everything, and you're not making a decision every down, and you can just oversee and lead your men. You you know it's it's a different you know pace than being a coordinator. Coordinators, bang bang bang. Head coach is is, is still that same pace, but you don't have to be you're, you're you're not right in front of the fire. You're like right behind. So KG, my bad. Keep it going, bro. I'm. I I can stick on. I can talk about Mike Nolan all night. Uh, he comes from coaching pedigree. His father, Dick Nolan, uh, Maryland grad. Mike Nolan himself is from Baltimore. You know, he he's a local guy. And don't don't think that I don't like him, but I just can't stand him as a D coordinator. I I love his his spirit as a head coach. So that's just that. But uh. This Cowboy team is in, in, in turmoil, and that's the, the, the best time to sneak up. And get. And as of right now, if I'm not mistaken, the Cowboys are number one in the NFC East. So if that's the case, they're number one in the NFC East. This is that gorilla that I talk about every week. And what do you do when you're fighting a gorilla? You punch him in the damn mouth. So this is a gorilla. We need to punch in the mouth early. I'm talking about we need to get them down 17 nothing quickly. I don't care how we get seven. It needs to be 17 nothing quickly. And then, you know, they they gonna I'm sure they're gonna score. I'm sure this team is not gonna shut them out. They're gonna score. But then when they score, whether it's three or seven, we need to put up another 17. I, I'm talking about none of that. Oh, let's run the clock out because I don't want to get nobody to get hurt. No, nah, no. Nah. If it's two minutes to go and we're up 27 to three, I want to call a timeout and I want to score again before the end of the game. That's how I feel this week. You know what? It's absolutely no excuse this week. You're, you're playing one against one of the worst defenses in the league. So for, for thus far for me, Scott Turner isn't as built to be. Like, I'm kind of disappointed in what I'm seeing from Scott Turner so far. And I, like I said, I know you got a quarterback carousel, but sometimes the play calling is a little questionable. 
So I would like to see them going going down the field, going up and down the field on the Dallas Cowboys and that horrible defense. Like if they score less than three touchdowns, I think I feel like it's a it's a it's a loss. Like this this defense, like we could put eleven together and go put up some points on this defense. That's that's how bad they are. So knowing that coming in, they need to take advantage of this. Like you said, this could put them on their legs. Like, hey, we just beat Dallas. Yeah, they're down. Yeah, they're down. Dak Prescott, hey, you got to play the cards how they're dealt. If you could get this win, the Eagles are struggling. The Giants, you had the Giants by the balls and let them go. You had the balls twisted. They were foaming at the mouth. And he was like, you know, I'm going to let these go. I'm going to go home. This can be a game where it, it really defines your season. They don't call him Riverboat Ron for no reason. A lot of people are mad. Man, just kick the field goal. I mean, look, he, if he had made it, then they would have been hailing him a hero. You can't win or lose. It's always a, a double-edged sword. As always, you should have, could have won. I like the play. I like the call. I thought Kyle Allen had an opportunity to walk in there. He might have took a hit at the goal line, but damn it, that was for the win. You take that hit. Cover the ball up. Lower your shoulder. Take the damn hit. Get two points. Get out of there with the victory. So, like I said, with Dallas coming in here and that damn defense, like, the offense should be clicking for whatever reason it's not. They haven't moved the ball in the last two games very well at all. So if that changes versus Washington, I'm going to be a little bit – not a little disappointed. I'm going to be a lot disappointed. I'm going to be a lot disappointed, especially with the front seven Washington is, is, is bringing out. I don't care about the secondary. The hell with them. The front seven Washington bringing out that can put pressure on uh, – I'm about to call him uh, – Andy Dak, uh, Andy Dalton. The pressure they can put on, he they can make his Sunday miserable, absolutely miserable. And I expect that. Um, I'm not even gonna, you know, I said the Cowboys are favored by three and a half. I ain't ready to make a call on the game. I want to see how the week progresses. But I, I think, I think Washington can sneak. Sneak out of here with the victory. We both said Washington could have won last week. They should have won last Sunday, and they didn't, you know. But I think this Sunday here, Dallas coming in here, limping in, I think is a prime opportunity for these boys to pick up a WKG. I agree with you wholeheartedly, brother. I think, I mean, last week was, was right for the pick. And to, 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 to put it Plainly, to put it basically, they fucked the church's money up. So we'll just we'll put it and call it what it is. You fucked up the church's money. So this week you you need to rectify that. You know, I don't know if this this needs to be a homecoming game. Do you need a London Fletcher, Daryl Green? Charles Mann, Art Monk, do you need all the legends to come back and have a conversation with y'all and tell y'all how, how important it is to turn your season around? Not just this game, 
but you can turn your season around on Sunday. You shouldn't have to have any of the legends come back and tell you this. This should already be known. Everything that came out about Dallas after Sunday's loss, Monday morning, because ain't no day off. Y- y- y'all lost Sunday. Y'all was we gonna come back a bright early Monday morning. But on Monday morning, when that team walked in in the meeting room on the bulletin board, would have been everything that came out about Dallas. Their team in terms of all the leaks, all the complaints, they down. Now you gotta you, you actually have to put your foot on their neck and you have to, for lack of a better term, you have to kill them. You have to. You have to murder them. And then the second game is when you bury them. You take that body and you bury it eight feet deep. That's what this is. You have to put this team out of their misery. If you do not execute, that's the only problem that we had Sunday. And I say we, and I'm talking about Washington. We did not execute. If the execution was there on that two-point conversion, we would have walked out of New York with a uh, what? A, a one-point victory? One Come point on, victory. Man. It and don't that, matter if you win by a point or a million. It's still a victory. It doesn't. And that's what I was saying about this whole Scott Turner thing. It's like and, and look, don't get me wrong. I know Kyle Allen's in there. He got to get his legs right. But it's just the whole season, the execution on offense just isn't there. You know, it, it's not there. It's not consistent. Um, you know, you uh, we always say that a good coordinator, a good head coach, they play to their strengths. And, you know, with, with Terry McLaurin there, with Gibson having the wheels he has, I just don't see them playing to their strengths a lot. I, I really don't. Like, you know, I'm going to make you guard Terry McLaurin. You, you, it's just it's frustrating watching them play ball. You know, it really is because it's just like, all right, look, at a, you know, yeah, everybody can blame the players and stuff, but you got to coach your players up. You got to put a system in place that, you know, because – wasn't the thing uh, uh, Ron Rivera was harping on it? Well, I don't know if Ron Rivera said it per se, but that Kyle Allen knew the system. What it, it, it wasn't one of the things that was being said. KG, Kyle Allen knew the system, right? Right. That absolutely right. All right. So if he knows the damn system, why did why it look like he don't know the system? Then? If he knows the system, you know it should be rolling a lot smoother than it is. Especially when you got 17 out there. Seven, I know 17 can't do it all by himself, but you got to get these guys going, man. Like, you know, it, a couple of weeks ago, right before they benched Dwayne, they were saying, you know, Ron Ravel kept saying, like, hey, this this division is wide open, you know, and he 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 could see it. The Eagles are bad. The Giants are, are bad. Dallas lost Dak. Dak been out two weeks and still the passing leader. Just just think about that for a second. Um, it's an opportunity here. Seven and nine might get you the division. Like seriously, six and ten might get you the damn division in this division. Cause it's just bad bad play right now. 
bad play, bad football all across the board. You know, so they call it the NFC lease. And that's what it is right now. And I think it's going to be a carousel of who's the number one in the NFCs, but the Redskins got a big opportunity. Um, before we step out of here, KG, give me the give me two keys on offense and two keys on defense for a football team victory this this Sunday. Uh, defensively, gotta cause some turnovers. Got, 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 I'm talking. Like, I'm not talking late. I'm talking early. You got to put pressure on them and cause turnovers early. Uh, fumble recovery, um, interception, hell, a pick six. Because I got to go back and listen. I think I said I had this this uh, defense scoring six touchdowns on uh, on the season. But uh, that's defensively. Offensively, you got to capitalize. When you get good field position, you got to walk away with seven, not three. Because – Field goals are not going to beat this team. This team is bad, but if you let them linger around, you got C.D. Lane. You got uh, 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 um, um, hey, what's the boy name? Nineteen. Um, Amari Cooper. You got uh, I can't think of the other receiver's name. You you, you got people. You got players that can burn you. So you can't let them linger. This this is this can't be a game. This is going to the defense. This can't be a game where CeeDee Lamb becomes a legend in this rivalry. I'd rather see this game as where Chase Young etches his name in the record books for a four-sack game. You know, you got to get the dope. And I'm hoping they get to him at least six times because that's something that's been – it's the sacks. So get to him at least six. I like to see Chase get four of them. You know, Kerrigan get a couple sacks. Something. But this defense has to spark and go. Offensively, got to put the pressure on their defense. If it's that bad, pick them the hell apart. Yeah, hey, guys. It sounds like a winning game plan to me. I, I, think, I think that front seven is going to put that pressure on. Andy Dalton and the Cowboys. Um, I think the key is, like like always, you can't let Zeke get going. When let Zeke get going, there's going to be trouble for you in the air. You're going to commit to Zeke. We've seen it each week that Washington secondary letting people behind them. And those weapons you just named, you, you overcommit. You, you commit, and that's another thing. I'm talking about the execution on offense. The execution in that secondary has been bad, too. And I'm talking about the safeties in particular. That they, they haven't – and that looks – it shouldn't be as bad as it is. So that has to tighten up. They have to open up on offense. They have to throw the ball downfield. Open up – make them think you're going downfield. You know, you should be taking a couple of shots every quarter downfield. You got Terry McLaurin here. Let Sims do some work. Okay? Give these people a chance to work. Open it up for Gibson. Good balanced play calling. Once you get them rocking, you, you know, you just keep rocking the boat so they fall off. That's what they have to do, man. Open the playbook up. 
Throw the damn ball. And, and it, it, I think that this is an opportunity for Washington to put up four touchdowns. I think the Dallas defense is allowing, I don't have it in front of me. It's like 36 points a game. I don't have it in front of me. It got to be in the 30s. That's it. If you come out this Sunday and don't put points on this defense, we got a whole nother conversation next week, DC Sports Monday. Exactly. And you know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid of this defense coming out and making their off. I'm sorry. I'm afraid of Dallas defense coming out and looking like the the 85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens or the 2003 Buccaneers. That's what I'm afraid of because it seems that this team, you're supposed to have your foot on the team's neck. Like, Daniel Jones looked very good in the first half last week. He shouldn't have looked that good. He shouldn't have looked as good as he did. Like, he was the rushing leader last week. Come on, now. Things like, don't need that to happen right now. I'm not even going to get into it because we still got to break it down on Sunday morning. So I'm not going to get into it. But still, that's not where it's at. And with that being said, we're definitely going to go more in depth into it and break it down even more and have some more keys, our locked-in keys of the game Sunday morning when we put out the Sunday rise. So definitely be in tune for that. Um, before, we go, before we go, let, let me run this down really, really quick because I know right, we got to get out. Now, I, asked, I, I went around and I asked a lot of, you know, Memories, because this is a rivalry game. This is one of the biggest rivalries. So I went and got some memories. Uh, ben Conti, great contributor to the show, good friend of the show. And one of his memories wasn't a great memory, but it was when Washington lost the Monday night game, and Steve, when Stephen Davis fumbled the ball when we was running out the clock. And we lost 9-7. to seven. I remember that Monday night game. Pissed me off. Um, my man Antonio. Antonio, the Monday night miracle. Mark Brunel to Santana Moss twice. Uh, even Marcus chimed in. Uh, Daryl Green running down Tony Dorsett. He said that was his last day as a Washington fan. And it's the reason that he's a Cowboy fan. <laughs> Shocked the hell out of me. But I'm like, okay. Uh, Keith, who was supposed to join us tonight, he talked about the Monday Night Miracle and how he got his he got himself in trouble, got his butt whooped because he was in the sixth grade watching that game, was told to go to bed, stayed up and watched it. We won it. He started celebrating. He said it was a butt whooping he was willing to take. And I, I, I'm with you there, Keith. Because my mama damn near put me out of the house. I was a grown man. And I was in the living room yelling. And she, I woke her up. She told me I had to get out. She's like, you got to go. Get, get, get out. I don't know where you're going, but get out. And I was just like, we just won. And I, she seen what happened. Okay, you can stay. So that's always the good one. Um, Professor Lucky even chimed in. And he talked about Sean Taylor's... Uh, uh, scoop of uh, Troy Vance's block. Um, the hit on Patrick Creighton in the Monday Night uh, Miracle, where he hit Patrick Creighton and the ball flew back about 15 to 30 yards. Um, Danny, uh, Danny White getting knocked out by Dexter Manley. Uh, the ball getting tipped up. Daryl Grant taking it, which is the 82 uh, NFC Championship game. Going into the end zone. Uh, Daryl Green running down Tony Dorsett. Uh, and the RG3 Thanksgiving game. That's all from Professor Lucky. 
Uh, I, I feel confident when we play the Cowboys in the postseason because the Cowboys have never beat us in any game of significance for the postseason. In the postseason, we beat them in both NFC Championship games that we played them in, in uh, 72 and 82, uh, not even a competition. We even beat them with replacement players in 87. They made a movie about it. It was so daggone good, the replacements. Go watch that. Um, one uh, bad memory that I have, 91, the 11 and 0, and I mean O-H-O game. We were 11 and 0 going into the game. The bandwagon was full, and the knuckle sandwich was beating right around the corner. Cowboys beat us. We dropped the 11-1, finished 14 and 2. Uh, Danny Copeland's fumble recovery in 92 in the end zone. But after the, uh, they grew the safety, we won that game. And then also Richie Pettibone's first victory in 93. I had that hanging on my wall for about five years. So that's just a couple memories I want to throw out. And thank you to everybody that chimed in with their memories for this rivalry. Uh, I appreciate Keith. Supposed to be on tonight. Had some more pressing matters. I understand it, brother. Take care of your business. We always got uh, sometime next week post game, so we can always break it down. All right, all right. Hey, man. I love hearing it. I love the contributions, man. I love the participation. So, with that being said, we're going to get out of here. That's DC Sports Rundown. Uh, the big guy KG, I'm the boss BJ, sideline junkies. Join our Facebook groups, Instagram, Twitter. We all over the place. Sideline junkies 247 at gmail.com. You want to get a drop a uh, line to us? Hit us up. Take care, enjoy. We don't do no overtime. Get out of here. Out.